went to work for the Edison Illuminating Company of Detroit. The angular, five-foot-eight Ford made friends easily and was highly respected by his staff at Edison, though he was never one of the boys. He was different, marching to his own tune, abstinent in his habits, shunning cigarettes and alcohol, and careful with his food. One Edison employee noted that Henry had some sort of magnet. He could draw people to him. Ford rose quickly through the ranks of Edison, becoming chief engineer in charge of 50 employees and earning $1,000 a year. Two events in 1893, a watershed year in Ford's life, impelled him to build his first car. On September 20th, the Durier brothers displayed a four-cylinder car in Springfield, Massachusetts. And nearly two months later, on November 6th, Clara bore him a son, Edsel. Somewhere between these two events, Ford began his automobile career in earnest. Working with several Edison employees, Ford designed and built his first car in a woodshed behind his rented home. The Quadricycle, a wagon with four wire-rimmed large bicycle wheels and steered by a tiller, made its first appearance on the streets of Detroit in June 1896. That summer, Ford met Edison executives, including his idol, Thomas Edison, in New York. During a lull at dinner, Ford described his gasoline engine car. Edison showered Ford with questions, and Ford sketched his ideas in the back of a menu. Edison struck the table with his fist and said, Young man, that's the thing. You have it. Keep at it. Electric cars must keep near to power stations. Your car is self-contained. Edison's encouragement affirmed Ford's vision and was the start of a famous friendship between the two men. In automobile development, Ford was far behind his European counterparts like Carl Benz in Germany and Emile Constant Levasseur in France who had larger, more sophisticated and powerful cars. He built a second, larger car in 1897, a striking departure from his quadricycle. Ford drove Clara and Edsel to the family farm in Dearborn in this car, but his father refused to ride in it. In the fall of 1898, Ford and several prosperous men, including William Murphy of Pacific Lumber Company, joined in the formation of the Detroit Automobile Company. Problems soon emerged. Ford's investors wanted a large, expensive car. Ford had a cheaper, simpler one in mind. For reasons that are not clear, he focused on building a heavy delivery wagon. It was not very good and exacerbated his investors' annoyance. They wanted production, but Ford was not delivering the goods. The company folded in January 1901, and Ford's interest shifted to racing. His cars began to win major races. When he won the Gross Point race in 1901, his reputation as an automotive expert soared. So did his bank account with the $1,000 prize. That race has advertised him far and wide, Clara wrote. Some of his old backers, including Murphy, continued to support him, and on November 30, 1901, formed the Henry Ford Company with $60,000 in capital. Ford received a one-sixth interest. Within three months, Murphy and Ford began to clash. Ford was still obsessed with racing cars, not the production model Murphy had sought. Ford had built a four-cylinder racing car producing nearly 100 horsepower. Dubbed the 999, it was so powerful that no one wanted to drive it until Barney Oldfield, one of America's greatest racing champions, decided to give it a try. He won races throughout the country, including the prestigious Manufacturer's Challenge Cup. An unhappy Murphy brought in Henry M. Leland as a consultant to evaluate Ford's work. Leland, who had produced cars for Ransom Olds, was highly critical of Ford's effort and designs. 
Ford refused to accept Leland's criticism or intrusion and resigned. Murphy and Leland renamed the company. The Henry Ford Company became the Cadillac Motor Company. This was only the first of a lifelong series of clashes between Ford and Leland, who subsequently formed another major automobile company, Lincoln, which Ford acquired in 1922. Alexander Malcolmson, a Detroit coal dealer, became Ford's principal financial backer. In August 1902, they formed the Ford and Malcolmson Company, leased an assembly plant, and negotiated with Horace and John Dodge to build 650 engines, axles, and transmissions for their first car, the Model A. Their financial undertaking was breathtaking in scope, a commitment for more than $200,000. They had less than $50,000 in hand. In June 1903, a new corporation was born, the Ford Motor Company, with 12 shareholders, including the Dodge brothers.